Welcome to the Lose Your Cravings podcast, taking a different approach to reducing your cravings once and for all with your host, Kisa Amaro, Certified Integrative Health Coach. Well, welcome back, my friends. I'm Kisa Amaro, and I help ambitious women manage their emotional eating without deprivation or complicated meal plans so that they can show up fully in their life and their career. And hey, my friends, if you have not heard yet, I have launched my Patreon program. I am so excited about this, and I actually have a few Patreon members, which is really exciting. And I was thinking about like, what am I going to do with their contributions? Um, and I need a new pair of headphones. Okay. Like the, the ones I'm using are probably from my like iPhone eight, <laughs> like legit, very old. Um, and one time I had to re record an episode because they were, not working properly. Um, so I want to reduce that from happening again, or yeah, I don't want to have to record episodes twice or workshops or anything twice. Um, so I think I'm going to get a new pair of headphones. So I'll let you know when that happens. Um, but if you would like to support what I do and be able to receive, um, episodes ad free, without having ads and blah, 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 then you can become a Patreon subscriber. And what that includes is not like just giving me money, but you get exclusive access to behind the scenes content that I provide for you. Um, I provide uh, monthly workshops and free digital downloads to help you dive deeper into this work that I share on the podcast. I want you to dive deeper and actually start doing the things that I share and I help support you with that through my Patreon program. So it's a win-win um, situation that I wanted to provide for you. So if you would like to become a Patreon subscriber and support the Lose Your Cravings podcast, then head on over to patreon.com slash lose your cravings. You can sign up there and see all the goodies that you'll get. Okay, my friends, onto our topic for this episode. What I'm sharing with you is one of my favorite things to understand when working on reducing or eliminating your cravings, managing your emotional eating, or reducing your overeating. Um, and it's something that I share a lot with the clients I work with one-on-one, -on -one, but I realized like I haven't really shared it on my podcast. I'm like, eh, I need to do that. Um, and really once I learned this, what I'm going to share with you, it was really a game changer. It made me see myself in a new light and really understand why I behaved the way I did around food. It was like kind of like this aha moment or like this light bulb going off. I'm like, oh, I get it now. And I think it reduced a lot of shame and guilt around my emotional eating and overeating. So today I am talking about our two brains. Two brains, you ask? Yes, two brains. <laughs> Let me explain. Technically, we have one brain. You all know that, right? But there are two parts of your brain that I want to talk to you about today because once you understand the workings of your brain, you will understand your behavior around food. And the two parts of your brain I am talking about are your upper brain and your lower brain. I like to think of these as your adult or your parent brain and the toddler brain. The upper brain being the adult brain and the lower brain being the toddler brain. So let's take a look at the lower brain first. Our lower brain is the least evolved 
part of our brain and it houses our motivational triad. So it's the oldest part of our brain houses our motivational triad. We all have a motivational triad that is hardwired in us. And it tells us seek pleasure, avoid pain and do what's easiest or conserve energy. Now, this was very, very helpful for us many moons ago when we had to find, hunt, or grow our own food, right? We had to put a lot of work into finding food like animals, tubers, and berries. Or even later when we started farming and we had to prepare the fields, we had to plant the crops by hand, we had to take care of them, we had to harvest them by hand. We needed some sort of motivation to go out and look for food or else we would starve and the human race would not survive. We as humans have survived because of our motivational triad. We had to seek the pleasure of food. And guess what food provides us with most pleasure? Foods that are high in fat, sugars or carbs, and salt. So back in the day, this looked like fat from an animal and sugar from raspberries or tubers. Compare this to today's environment where we get sugary and fatty foods everywhere, right? They're found around every corner. Heck, we can even have them delivered to our house now. Thank you, COVID-19, <laughs> right? Now it's a norm to have. I legit have had clients be like, I had a Snickers bar delivered to my house. We can get anything delivered to our house right? Ice cream, Snickers bars, granola bars, orange juice, chips, right? We can get it delivered. We can go to the convenience store and find those things. We can go to the grocery store. Grocery stores are open 24 hours now. Plus, back in the day, we had to put in a lot of work to find small amounts of food. Today, we put in, a, put in little to no effort finding food. We pull up a menu online, we order, and then maybe we get into our car and go pick it up, right? That's the effort we put in. So you can see our lower brain is not designed for the environment that we are in. It's designed for this environment where we have to put in work to go find food. We have to put in work to find shelter and build shelter, shelter and create warmth for ourselves, right? So we can easily seek pleasure when I'm talking about food, right? Avoid pain, not having to do anything to get it and do what's easiest, use Uber Eats, right? That's where we are in our current modern era <laughs> with the motivational triad. And this, my friend, is not helping us, right? Our lower brain is also where we store automatic habits, like getting home from work and pouring a glass of wine or grabbing a snack. When we do things over and over and over so many times, it becomes a habit and it gets delegated to our lower brain and it becomes automatic. Instead of using brain energy and having to think about every part of that habit, it just becomes automatic. We have a cue, um, we have a, a response, and we have a reward, right? That is our habit. That's why you find yourself eating a sweet treat every night after dinner without really realizing it, or you're just like, I want something sweet. It's just an automatic habit. Now, you may be wondering why I call this part of the brain the toddler brain. Well, because it behaves like a toddler. When you leave this part of your brain unsupervised, 
by your adult brain, then it's like leaving a toddler alone in a toy store. It wants everything. It will want to seek all the pleasure, aka get all the toys. I want that toy. I want that toy. I want that toy. I want that toy. And that, and that, and that. We want more, right? And when you tell it no, it's going to throw a fit. It's going to protest. When you make a decision that you aren't going to eat dessert after dinner tonight and your lower brain is used to getting dessert, it's going to throw a fit, right? It's going to, it's going to tell you all the things. Don't forget dessert. You need something sweet. You deserve this. Go get it. You need dessert. What are you thinking? Go get it. And so on. I need this. I need this. I need this. I want it. I want it. I want it. Right? Just like a toddler throwing a fit. It will try and sell you on the fact that you need dessert or else you will die. This is where your urges and cravings are coming from. It's your lower brain's desire for pleasure. And it will tell you anything you want to hear to try and convince you to seek the pleasure, aka eat the food. The next time you have a craving for food, just listen to your lower brain. Try and convince you that you deserve, need, or have to have this food or something bad's going to happen. It's so interesting just to listen to our lower brain. So if our lower brain is not to be left unattended for too long, who or what is going to watch over it? Introducing our upper brain or our prefrontal cortex. So this is the second part of our brain. We have our lower brain and we have our upper brain. Upper brain houses our prefrontal cortex. And this part of our brain is responsible for things like planning, goal setting, it understands long-term benefits and long-term results, consequences, um, as well as attention, right? And this, my friend, is our adult brain. It's the responsible brain, the voice of reason. Our adult brain understands our goals. It knows that you want to not overeat ice cream or chocolate or that you want to heal your relationship with food. It understands this. It understands that you can change and that it's possible to create new habits. We create our goals from our upper brain, right? Like we know the the um, the future, right? Our lower brain is just in the moment. Our upper brain is knows about the future. Okay, so we know that we we know what we want and how to get it from a logical point of view with our upper brain. So if this part of our brain is so valuable and helpful, what happens? Why do we end up overeating ice cream or chips? Why do we fall back into old habits that we have been following for years and even decades when we really want to stop them? Well, you see, the adult brain takes a lot of energy to use. To put it in perspective... According to Robert Sapolsky, a Stanford professor of neurology and neurosurgery, a chest grandmaster could burn up to 6,000 calories a day over the course of an intense multi-day tournament. Okay, so a chess grandmaster. These are people who are 
I would say a savant at chess. They're very good. They are like at the top of their game. They sit and play chess. They're not moving. This is a sedentary game, my friends, right? Y'all know chess. (laughs) They can burn up to 6,000 calories a day because they are using their prefrontal cortex. They are thinking. They are strategizing. They have to think like 10 steps ahead. Like if I move this piece, I'm trying to think of a (laughs) name, this pawn, right? If I move this pawn here, what is my opponent going to do? Like they have to think about what is going to happen 10 steps. If I move this pawn, what is their next move? And then what's my next move? They're just constantly thinking and strategizing and using their prefrontal cortex. So they burn up to 6,000 calories a day. That is insane for just sitting around, right? This is crazy to think, but it is their prefrontal cortex or their upper brain that is being worked overtime and is burning all those calories. It's not their muscles. It's their mind. Now, before you all go on a chest diet, let's back up. Let's back up here and get back to our upper brain, right? No chest diets, guys. Think of a time when you have put your thinking cap on um, whatever that be during like work, projects around the house, but like a time that you really have to think, right? You might have to think outside the box, calculate numbers, infer, deduce. All these things take energy and you are mentally exhausted afterwards. I think back to like studying for final exams, right? Like I'm just Information, 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 and I'm dead tired after, right? What happens when we are tired or hungry, right? Our adult brain takes a break and our toddler brain takes over, okay? Our adult brain is tired, right? It's been working like after a day of work. Maybe you have to use your prefrontal cortex all day long. And then you are tired at the end of the day and your uh, your adult brain wants to take a break and your toddler brain takes over, right? And in come poor decisions and regret. This is why many of us struggle with overeating or having cravings at night because we are tired both mentally and physically and our adult brain is offline and our toddler brain is taking over. The toddler has been left alone in the pantry to get whatever it wants. This is why sleep is such an important part of your journey to healing your relationship to food and reducing your cravings or mindless eating. And remember too that your toddler brain is where you store your automatic responses. So you may be doing really well at not giving into your cravings, but then come along stressful or overwhelming day. You sit down on the couch for an evening after dinner for a little relaxation and in come the thoughts of ice cream. Sounds good right now. Do you know what would make you feel better? Ice cream. It's like these little whispers in your ear, right? These are your automatic thoughts coming in because your adult brain is taking a break. It's tired. It's been working all day and lets the toddler brain take over. So now that we know a little bit about our two brains and how they work, 
is there any hope for us, (laughs) right? It may sound hopeless. Is there any way to not give in to our cravings, to not let the toddler brain take over? And my answer is yes. Now that we know how the machine works, we just have to work with it. When the evening settles in and we are obsessing about ice cream, we understand, oh, this is just my toddler brain wanting whatever it wants. It's just being a little toddler, throwing a fit. And now you can tell it no, right? You have the option to tell it no. Tell the toddler no. You don't have to give the toddler ice cream, right? But know that you can tell it no and you can let it tantrum and it will just flow through you. It will throw a fit, right? It will try to convince you that you need this ice cream in order to survive, that just this once won't hurt, um, that this will be the last time, I promise, right? That's your toddler brain. Know this is your toddler brain and let it throw its fit. Let it scream and cry. Allow it to be there without resisting or fighting it or telling it to stop. We're not going to be like, oh, don't stop, 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 stop. Don't throw in, don't stop throwing this fit. We're not going to say that. We're going to let it throw its fit. We're going to let it cry. We're going to let it scream and allow it to be there. Allow the craving to be there. Your lower brain will eventually give up, just like the tantruming toddler in the toy store will eventually give up and realize that he or she can't just cry and get what she wants. And yes, the tantrum will come back, right? But they will become weaker and weaker until eventually they're totally manageable or maybe they're not there anymore. Now, if you want to know more about allowing cravings, take a listen to episode 105 where I share how to allow the tantruming toddler. And know too that this is a process, You might not let the toddler tantrum and you might give in to him or her, but know that that's okay. Just by being aware of the two parts of your brain and how they interact with each other, you are making progress. Now, just notice when your toddler is left alone, what it likes to do. There is no need to change the toddler overnight. Give him some time, have compassion with him or her, give them, even like give them a name. You can name your toddler, your lower brain, right? Build a relationship with the toddler. And then remember, you are the adult and you say what goes. You don't have to give in to the tantrums. But you can allow them to be there without resisting them or wanting them to go away. Oh, this is just Harry having a tantrum because I said no to the ice cream. I'm going to let Harry have his tantrum. I'm going to breathe through this. He'll eventually stop. Okay, Harry, you can have this ice cream tomorrow. It's okay. (laughs) Right? And you may think that's funny, but it works. It helps, okay? 
So know that these, these changes are not going to happen overnight. With this episode, I just want you to be aware of the two parts of your brain, your upper brain and your lower brain, and how they work and how they function and what they're responsible for and how we can better understand our cravings, right? We better understand our cravings when we understand our lower brain. We understand our motivational triad. We understand the toddler brain. And then we understand our adult brain and how it has the final say, right? Build that relationship with your lower brain. Notice when your lower brain is coming online and your upper brain is coming offline. When your lower brain's taking over, the toddler's taking over and having the tantrum and wanting this and that, just start to notice. And from there, we can start to make changes. We can start to manage the lower brain. We can start to manage that toddler. Okay, my friends, this is all I have for you today. I hope you have gained some knowledge and understanding of your two brains, your upper brain and your lower brain. And if you like what you heard on this episode, I invite you to head on over to iTunes or even the app that you're on right now and leave an honest review. This helps us show up higher on the search search results and therefore we can reach and help more people. I greatly appreciate it. And join me for my next episode where we are going to examine the fine line between balance and restriction. Okay, my friends, until next time, have a good one.